both of your time. It's all good. It's Jiggy Baby. While you've been out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it Call it a day You're all ready for The Bowfinger Show Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. And for the last time, I am your host, Austin Pryor, the once and future host of Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute, and my guest once again is Luke Allen. Hello. You've only got to cope with me for one more episode, and then... I'm done, probably. We're, unless like, we're I just yeah, make yeah. a surprise appearance on someone else's <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, so today we negotiate our way through Minute 85 of Bowfinger. Minute 85 is a face-off between a very formal Terry Stricter and a very casual Bobby Bowfinger as they discuss what will happen with the incriminating footage. So, uh, yeah, so we get this kind of face-off between these two silver-haired greats yeah it's um it's as we kind of discussed last episode we kind of covered so much of this conversation already we um, did but it's yeah it, it is the sort of the big conclusion you know um where this is blackmail and um yeah it it works <laughs> an accusation which rolls off Bowfinger's back like like water off duck's back. It's just like no problem. Look, I don't know anything about blackmail. All I know is I've got this great film in the can and all I need is, you know, um, one shot of him saying, gotcha suckers and a couple of close-ups. Um, so he's like, he he knows exactly what he's doing and he's perfectly relaxed about it. <laughs> so I, know we, like, I know we've touched upon this at a couple of points, um, but not fully other than <laughs> okay why are we endeared to this man like what why yeah i think it is a combination of like number one this he's he's played by uh steve martin who who like knows what he's doing and knows how to turn on the charm mm. um number two he's an underdog and we know we yes. like underdogs we like the plucky underdog you know we are not the big guy. I mean, if he was a powerful Hollywood producer who was, who was like being, who, who, who was on top and was now being pushed out by younger executives and wanted to hold on to power. And he did all the same things where like, you know, he, you know, found out where Kit Ramsey would be and used his Hollywood connections and, and, you know, yeah. did all the same stuff and made the movie in the same way. It'd be totally different and we wouldn't like him. Because he's just like he's had his chance and he's had his time on the top and um, and now he wants to grab onto it. This is a guy who who never got his break and still loved movies and still stayed at it. And even though he's you know 
a bit of a nincompoop we kind of we love him for that and um yeah it's and it's, then it's the movie world as well is doing it like the the I, I don't mean hollywood i mean the world that this movie is sets up for us and the 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 kind of the the way the level of reality is tweaked so that it's fine you know because we've all we've all watched movies where we're where we're rooting for a bank robber or a you know or a team of heists you know a, yeah, doing yeah. a diamond a, heist or as something as a comedy and, this is very yeah. british in terms of like he is more of a david yeah. brent or an alan partridge like than I, I know that's a real kind of like generic broad statement but he is no kind no of, i get you uh, the, it, you don't see this in a lot of like mainstream American comedies. I remember there being a, a really good um, clip. I don't remember where I saw it because I think I saw it used out of context or something else. But it was of um, uh, Stephen Fry talking about the difference between British and American comedy. And yeah. he said uh, there's the scene in Animal House where the folk singer's playing the guitar and yeah. um, and then yeah, he comes and you know, attacks the, the folk singer and breaks away his guitar. And he said any American comic um, would want to be the one to throw the guitar and have that yes. any British comic wants to be the folk singer yeah and yeah. I, I, I felt like that is a very the, the real pinnacle and he is he is our folk singer <laughs> you know uh, folk yes. singer I feel yeah he is um, he's the underdog he's um, like everything that he does that's you know obnoxious or manipulative or something is all done in the service of his like grand vision of you know getting his break and getting what he's due you know or what he feels he's due in Hollywood you know um yeah I think it's like they I I think it's like really well set up to justify all that and make you make you feel it you know what I mean but then like it's interesting what you're saying about the difference between British and American comedy because it's kind of exemplified in this room with like um this very stuffy formal british actor english actor specifically who is um who's doing his thing i mean terence stamp is like basically here to to put his stamp on it so to speak he's he's here to be terence stamp and to have that screen presence and to be to kind of fill that role of the stuffy british guy and and like doing it brilliantly but he's, he's not exactly stretching himself as an actor here you know what i mean yeah no absolutely it's 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 the, the, the perfect sort of well overall i think this film has perfect casting like yeah ev- everyone i i obviously don't know this most writers don't write to certain actors but i wouldn't be surprised if he if this wasn't the cast he was picturing while he was writing it yeah um i don't know because it was like the original Kit Ramsey was going to be Keanu Reeves and um, there was that was planned and then it was a producer that had worked with Eddie Murphy before who who suggested Eddie Murphy and I mean you know uh, like obviously I love I love Keanu like because we all love Keanu now even though we didn't we didn't at the time Um, (laughs) It's kind of like it's a weird thing about Keanu Reeves that he's had this like huge turnaround where everybody just loves him and he's and, and like rightly so because he's kind of matured into this very funny, very kind of weird figure in in Hollywood and he kind of has a lot of self awareness and stuff. But like 
he wasn't well liked. He was kind of in nineteen ninety nine before the Matrix came out. He was he was kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. I remember, and he was like, um, and he had done that you know awful accent when he played uh, Jonathan Harker in in Dracula, and he was kind of like, I think people still had a lot of affection for Bill and Ted, so that bought him a lot of goodwill. But but like. I think otherwise people were because I, I remember you know making a lot of jokes about him and, and hearing a lot of jokes about him and stuff you know yeah well for for as long as he has been in my pop culture radar as you know a child of 2004 um, yeah. for as long as I've been aware of him I've only been aware of the Keanu Reeves of now yeah so it's quite yeah. interesting he's never really been the but you know when I started getting into to film and and that sort of thing I don't think his resurgence had quite happened, but he also, he just wasn't present. So the the first yeah. time I heard his name was in this very positive, um, like, and I mean, I, I I love Bill and Ted, and that is, it's, it, to me, when I think Keanu Reeves, that's the first thing I, I think of, whereas, of course, yeah, now, yeah. you know, I, I've still not seen any of the John Wicks, I mean to, because I've heard very, yeah. very good things, but... Um, yeah. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> they're it's, they're not they're not top of my list, but I'll yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the, uh, they look fun. That's that's kind yeah, of yeah. I think yeah, I, I, think I they, get it. You know what I mean. But I get to see so few films nowadays. I'm not. No, that's like, that's fair. I'm going to go down the John Wick, Wick route. So I'm just just looking at Terrence Stamp again, and like my my, t- I remember in 1999, same year this came out, Terrence Stamp, of course, ap- appeared as Chancellor Valorum in. The Phantom Menace, um, uh, which was a Star Wars film for for the benefit of you, Luke, and um, <laughs> um, which like, even though I knew I knew who Terrence Stamp was, uh, and I must have known he was General Zod in Superman, um, but I still like when I think of Terrence Stamp, I actually till, still think of Chancellor Valorum as my main kind of touchstone for who he is. You know, even though when I was watching him, I was going like, "Oh, I know that actor." You know what I mean? Um, and uh, so, yeah. So I guess I guess it's like between General Zod and um, and Chancellor Valorum. Even though obviously Chancellor Valorum is like a very forgettable um, character in um in a film that we yeah we won't talk about anymore i suppose um and uh yeah so what's your what's your touch touchstone for a terrence stamp um i so for me yeah it's last night in soho but similarly like i was aware of him and he was a name yeah. i'd heard and i knew that like he was uh you know when i'm watching last night in soho i'm like oh this has got terrence stamp in it so like he's he's a high caliber actor but yes. like I don't think I'd really seen him in it, or if I had, I mean, I have seen Phantom Menace and yeah. I've forgotten it promptly afterwards. Um, but like, I, he, he never stood out. And if, but yeah, Last Night in Soho, it's, I won't spoil his character because his character, I'd say much about his character in that, uh, spoils a lot of the film. But like, he is very, very good in what is a, mm-hmm. a very, very good film. Um, and so that that stood out to me. And then seeing him in this, it's like, oh, it's the bloke from Last Night in Soho. But yeah, similarly, yeah. the characters are so different that I don't know if I had if I had not read the name Terrence Stamp in the opening credits, whether I would have twigged that it's the same guy. Wow. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so what, what's your... Um, how about Steve Martin? What's your the first film that pops into your head there? Uh, Father of the Bride. 
Um, really? Yeah, of course, the romantic comedy angle. Yeah, okay, Why didn't yes. I think of that? <laughs> um, so, I mean, I love, I love a lot of Steve Martin. So I love planes, trains, and automobiles, things like that. I'm recently loving um only murders in the building i think that's fantastic mm-hmm. but like yeah, yeah father of the brides it was one of the first films my parents saw um when they were dating in the 90s um wow. so they've shared it with me and i've watched it a couple of times but one of the last times i saw it a couple of years ago it was watching it and being like i feel like i am the target audience like i just i adored it and all the jokes it felt like once again i don't want this to sound pretentious because i don't mean it in this way because i could never write something to this caliber but the themes and the ideas yeah and the sense of humor felt like something i could have written and certain scenes i was like oh like i could yeah. see myself it making just clicked this. with with so you, yeah so then i was like then it yeah. briefly crossed my mind and i was like you know what there was one in the six in the 50s or 60s then there was one in the 90s we're probably reaching like remake to, and then of course i'd google it and there was a remake in the works already and i'm very irritated um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's out now i think i've uh, not there's seen also, it but there's uh, also like there was also father of the bride 2 yes with the same was, cast as that was sequel which was pretty one. good yeah but similarly there was there was a sequel in, to the uh, original film as well i can't remember it was daddy's oh, little was dividend it? or something like that it was called okay. it had a completely different name but yeah it was um the originals were, were decent, but not quite as good. The thing is, I always felt like if you were to remake Father of the Bride, they haven't cast this person, but if you were to remake Father of the Bride and you were to like cast someone who is clearly like a grown, getting older person who still feels young and has kids and can't go to some terms of growing up, it's got to be Paul Rudd. He he would have, he'd be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> that's, that's that. not who they've gone with. But like in my head, I was like, Paul Rudd should be in a in a remake of Father of the Bride, but mm. you know, that's. But yeah, I haven't yeah, seen the, yeah. the remake. Maybe does, it's very like, good. Uh, when he plays like Ant Man and stuff, he plays like very casual. But I but I can I can also see him playing a, an uptight character. I'm thinking of him. Yeah, I'm thinking of like elements of what he was like in role models and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, like the original Father of the Bride was also like a, a good and a good cast. Like Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor. Like that's oh, right. You know, right. that's like proper stuff. Very hard to track down. But yeah. So for me, yeah. that was a big tangent. You just cut down to me saying Father of the Bride, and then we'd move on. But it's a, it's a, it's a very <laughs> no, no, that's I, cool. I do, I, Father of the Bride for me. But uh, but yeah, it's what about you? Um. Yeah. Like, Steve Martin just kind of is. He was just one of those names that's like, I suppose if if it's one film, it's probably Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But it's just like Steve Martin was just Steve Martin. So we would kind of, as a family, just rent movies that he was in, and you know through the 90s got increasingly disappointed in them and stuff you know what I mean but he was like him and John Candy were just like bankable in our house as in like you know we, we would watch if they were in a movie we'd we'd want to see it you know and um, and then the fact that they were in one together playing stars and automobiles was just like mind-blowing you know and um, so I kind of like he, I don't even associate him that strongly with any one film That's as fair. much as like yeah. The, the 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 icon of Steve Martin, you know what I mean, and so, um, yeah, and so, what about Eddie Murphy then? Eddie Murphy, yeah, he's a, he's a difficult one. Um, not as clear as Steve Martin for the first one. Yeah, probably coming to America. Yeah, like, I, I think I so really for me too. Coming to America, yeah. um, and of course, 
this film does echo that sort of style of Eddie Murphy movie with him playing multiple parts as well. It's kind of yeah, um, which is which, why it would have been which interesting I presume to have must have been rewritten. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I, I said yeah. I, I think I'm going to say point as you would. I, I can't picture that being Keanu Reeves. Exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like I've been thinking about this all season as people have been talking about this thing where it was originally going to be Keanu Reeves, and it's like it must have been a different script. Like there must not have been, they must have written in the GIF character for that. Um, maybe, maybe it was planned to be the two roles, but I think the very fact that there is somebody playing two roles kind of smacks of like, um, uh, I'm going to be in your movie. Can you write a second role for me? Cause that's what I like doing, you know, yeah, but which what's I'm sure was, like... which was great and works really well. So mm. I'm glad they did it, you know? But yeah, a couple of guests that I had on, um, I can't remember who. Definitely, okay, I remember one of them, but I feel like there was another one as well. Genuinely didn't know um, until, didn't realise until partway through the film that they were played by the same person. (laughs) Um, So, which does prove that the film works on that level. Yeah. So, you know, maybe was, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, he does an incredibly good job at totally changing his physicality, and he he changes, it looks like he's changing his facial features because of how much he scrunches up his face when he's playing Jif. Like, it is amazing. Like, uh, and, and they have a totally different walk, and they feel like, you know, they feel like different characters in a very real way. And, um, yeah, but, uh, that's that's movie magic. So yeah, I suppose for me, uh, Eddie Murphy is kind of he's coming to America. Yeah, yeah, really. Because I watched the heck out of that film. I watched it again and again. It was one yeah. of those I had recorded on recorded on VHS off the TV and just Shrek you know, also comes up a lot for me. When yeah, I yeah. For your for your generation, yeah. Shrek would be the thing. I'm just that bit. I was just that little bit too old. Like some people my age like Shrek, but um, yeah. Um, the the secret about Shrek is that if you didn't grow up with it, it's it's actually terrible. <laughs> I so for for a, for a slightly similar reason, I've heard people like saying, "Oh, it's it it holds up." It's this. It's one of those that I, I'm not in any hurry to rewatch. I've not no, seen it since no I was need. little. There's no and it's need. like yeah. it's one of those. Similarly, there's a place near me uh, in Telford, uh, a place called Wonderland, and it's like yeah. a, a, a fairy tale sort of place. I have so many good memories of going to this place where you you walk around and you can see like all of these fairy tales at life. You can like see Coming statues of three and, little pigs, yeah, yeah. people in costume. I have the best clear memories of it, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'd love to go again, but I know. Yeah. It's not it's gonna, gonna be cruddy it's gonna and be, yeah, yeah. It's gonna low be budget, awful. yeah. <laughs> and but like it's so I walked past it the other day and I was like, oh, shall I go? And I was like, no, like let the memories stay. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, I think the only way I could ever see it in that way is if it's still there in years to come. If I have my own child, or if exactly I go with, what I was going to say with with like you can, a little cousin yeah, or something yeah, to kind of exactly see it you can see it through their eyes and enjoy the wonder again that's that's how to do it um yeah yeah well, who else have we got cast wise i mean there's you know you got well christine baranski is yeah. is your one out of bowfinger for me whatever i see her in she's and i have discovered that i had seen her in things before this but like she's just so amazing in this film and just her whole her whole vibe of the like pretentious actor type 
um, is just yeah, she just nails it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's 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 for, for me. You're gonna. I feel like you knowing me know what my answer is already gonna be. Mamma um, Mia. Yes. And, yeah. And uh, Mamma Mia too. Here we go again. Yeah, written by Richard <laughs> Curtis. Um, yeah. The second one. But it's um yeah, yeah it's Mamma Mia. Probably closely followed by um, Cruel Intentions. Um, oh, I've never seen that. I've d- never yeah, seen Cruel again, Intentions. I was kind of like the wrong age for that. I wasn't. Oh no, I was probably the right, the exactly the right age, but I wasn't interested. Um, it's um yeah. yeah, I feel like it's one of those that like you have to watch at a very specific age. Yeah, it's going to be another Wonderland that you don't want to revisit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was int- interested that like this is the the pinnacle for Christine Baraski for 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 you. What about Heather Graham? Um, Heather Graham is kind of. I I think I'm sad to say I think the spy who shagged me is probably the first. Oh no no the first thing I think of, which obviously I'm lying because it, it isn't the first thing I thought of when you asked me. <laughs> but no, but the real the definitive Heather Graham role for me where I kind of really learned who she was and learned how amazing she was, was Boogie Nights. Uh, I was, was going to say, it's yeah, got to be Boogie yeah. Nights, yeah. yeah there yeah. was, um, I think the first thing I saw her in where I knew who she was, and does still cross my mind, and yet I can't remember the name of the film, uh, and I can't remember anything about the film, but the first <laughs> thing that still comes to me, was there was a, there was a Farrelly Brothers film she did. Was it right. Say It Isn't So? Is that the name of a film? The, uh, there's a film called Say It Ain't Say, but I don't think it's a Farrelly Brothers one. I don't, I don't know if she, to. I didn't know she did a Farrelly Brothers film. I can't remember one that Heather she was Graham, in. Heather Graham Farrelly, yeah, Brothers. Let's see. Maybe I've just completely made it. Uh, yes, yeah, Say It Isn't So. Oh, is a is a Farrelly Brothers film. Yeah. Okay. Say so, It Isn't So. There we go. I, I don't remember even... anything about it, but I remember I was watching through a load of Farrelly Brothers films at one point. Um, yeah. And uh, that was that was one of them. All I yeah. remember is about it, which is really odd and random, um, is that uh, I I grew up um, with my dad being a fan of the cause, and so I became a massive fan of the cause. And What's still the cause? Am, as in the band, the cause. Okay, I don't know them. Uh, no, okay. The, okay. The. I, I just assumed in your being Irish that you that you were. Oh, sorry, the, the cores. cores. Oh, the cores. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought no, you were saying C A U S E. No, the that's cause. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the cores. Oh, my my my, um, my stereotypical the, assumption is right. Um, no, 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 no. Well, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Everybody knows who the cores are, but uh, yeah. No, but it was the, the first um, time I'd heard them in a film soundtrack. Was in one of the only times actually. They don't pop up much in films. I can't right. remember what their songs was, but I remember something came up and I went, "Oh, that's the cause," cool. and like that was a thing. Uh, so that yeah. was that was that was it. I went to the White Light tour when they had their little comeback, and it was me and a load of pensioners. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, so that was a big that that uh, say it isn't so is the first thing I think of briefly for Heather Graham, and then it very okay. quickly becomes Boogie Nights because that because is it the, be. the pinnacle of, yeah. of Heather Graham. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else have we got? Is there anyone else? Um, we've got. Um, uh, I mean, we've got that guy who plays the actor. <laughs> oh, um, what about Afram, the the screenwriter? Have you seen him in anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I can check his IMDb and no, see, no, but because uh... I I think of him first and foremost from Bowfinger, but then 
he turns up in um he turns up in the man who wasn't there um a brilliant underrated coen brothers film um, it's been on my shelf for ages and i've never seen it i've just i keep meaning to it's so good and it's so weird and it's um he he is um yeah he plays the piano teacher in um the man who wasn't there a very small role but brilliant and he seems to specialize in accents because he's doing he's he's playing a french uh like a pompous french piano teacher in that one and um he's kind of um like generic middle eastern kind of foreigny guy here i don't know um it does sound like a real um accent it does sound like a real person but uh i I wouldn't be able to tell you where that real person would be from (laughs) you know um i think that's it is if it's like a consistent accent you can kind of like get away with it like it's because yeah because that's how accents work there are some accents that are really out there and strange and an odd mix of things but they are internally consistent for the most part and they sound like real human speech and that's why like bad accents are mostly bad because they're inconsistent in in movies you know that's that's the biggest downfall is just like yeah well, well you pronounce that or that way and you pronounce this or that way you know what what's you know it, it just and obviously without without even like necessarily consciously noticing that you're picking up on it like that it just sounds fake and forced and that the person doesn't sound comfortable doing it Anyway, I think we've um, waffled on quite enough about uh, Bowfinger, minute 85. And um, I think we're going to wrap this one up. So listeners can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Play or at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts if you have the time. Uh, join the fun on Facebook. Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listeners Center is the name of the Facebook group. And on Twitter, follow Bowfinger Minute. And uh, one thing we always like to mention on the Friday shows is that there are other Movies by Minutes podcasts out there. In fact, there are over 230 of them. I'm not going to check the latest number. I'm going to say 250 or something now. And it just keeps climbing. And it's uh, amazing. And if you don't find a movie that you love um, on there, you can do it yourself. You can become part of the Movies by Minute community. So visit moviesbyminutes.com to check that out. And thanks, as always, to the inimitable Jim O'Kane for putting this whole crazy community project together and being so patient with me in particular as I blew deadline after deadline. Uh, But if you've been hearing it this week, that means I didn't blow the final, final deadline. And I just got it over the line. Phew. Uh, So I'm signing off for the last time. And... uh, there will be other hosts on next week so i'll pass you on to them and in the meantime keep it together 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 children i hope that we will see you again because there's always one more
Show Jiggy Baby